Hey guys, I know you haven't heard from us in a very long time. <laughs> this is like our 12th or 13th or 14th, I don't know, episode of Shy City Speaks, and we finally have Amanda here in person. <laughs> Back in the studio, and when I say that, I mean Erica's dining room. Yeah, so uh, Amanda finally graduated. Woohoo! So we're Woo-hoo. here. <laughs> <laughs> we're here now and hopefully uh we'll be able to do this weekly although it took me a couple weeks to still get her here don't blame this on me <laughs> it's all you no <laughs> yeah it is the main thing is i'm back <laughs> <laughs> but how often are you gonna be back every friday we could do it hopefully Mm, I don't know about that one. Fridays are kind of tough. Oh, to get us like see, a, see, guys, it's not Tuesday, me. Wednesday, it's not all Thursdays. me. It's not all me. Um, so it was brought to my attention that this, this, well, apparently it's been every June <laughs> is men's mental health awareness, and I did not know. And it's crazy because we ended our last episodes with the men's mental health, mm-hmm. and um. So it's kind of like we're we're picking up where we left off, right on time. See, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> so Amanda, tell them what you finished with. Uh, I finished um, the master's program in clinical counseling and psychotherapy, and I thankfully was hired at the private practice I've been interning at. So, you know, it's nice to just kind of start into my career and. Yeah, just trying to build my caseload now, and she is accepting clients. I I am, and also on weekends, not week. Oh, excuse me, not weekends, <laughs> evenings, and I am taking teens too. So, and you know, we had a segment on that too. We had my niece come on, and we talked about kids and therapy. So, sign those kids up. <laughs> and where can they find you? <laughs> Uh, depth counseling so you could go on to the website or psychology today and you will find my profile all right so we have we have a guest here oh my name is nate well he's not really a guest here but he's a guest on the show (laughs) (laughs) yeah my name is nate from the southeast side of chicago um particularly in saldane um, 36 years old. What um, made you want to come and talk with us? What made me, um... Don't say Erica made you. Nah, <laughs> no, she never make me. No, nah, um, I said been wanting to come on since, I don't know, October, November. But due to their schedule, I wasn't able to come. Don't and look uh, at me, Erica. So, I'm here now. And yes, yeah, so it's Men's Mental Health uh, Month. Just here to bring awareness to it. Um, I know, like a lot of us men, never talk about it, or it's never been brought up in our household. Um, but maybe this would be a step forward into bringing it up and uh, more people to come on here, men, uh, and talk about their mental health that they have or experience or whatever stories they would like to share. Um, for me, um, it came about. I don't know, three years ago, um, after uh, after I got shot. Um, uh, yeah, it took it really bad. That's when I was really, really in my down spiral, like going crazy. I was just telling Erica, after I got shot, I spent just about 
close to $3,500 in alcohol. And that was due to my Chase account uh, notified me. Was I like, that's when I was all like, whoa. You spent this much on liquor. Man, it <laughs> Don't was. do you hate when it does that? Hennessy, too. <laughs> Hennessy, it was Hennessy, to be exact. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was wild for me. Um, took it real bad. What made you want to drink more after you got shot? Uh, just the pain, uh, the numbness, the fact that I, my arm was never going to be the same. Hmm. The pain, really, and then it was just like coping with everything that was going around me at the time. So, would you say it actually helped with the pain? No, like- it just took away the pain for, for that moment, but when I woke up, I was still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, so, I went in, um, do, do Due to my insurance, I ended up getting, uh, seeking, uh, uh, well, they brought it to my attention that maybe I should try therapy. And of course I was reluctant to it, didn't want to do it, kept on blowing them off. They would call me, I'll be out with the fit of Hennessy in my hand and I was denied, denied, denied. So you never went to therapy? Uh, physical therapy. I went to physical therapy. I'm yeah. talking about therapy itself. Where oh, there, okay. I have I had two, th- well, two therapists actually, or should I say, yeah, I had two therapists. They kept calling me every day. And um, I didn't want to do it. Um, there'd be times I'd be out and was like, what are they calling me for? And then finally just answer that phone call and basically change my, just change my mind about uh, the drinking part. I'm not gonna say well, I stopped, but I slowed down. Well, why do you think you were hesitant to do therapy? Oh, uh, because you know, I, I'm a man. I, my background from who I am, where I come from, like that was not, that was that was a no-no, you know. It was like, and then I was even ashamed to even tell my friends, like, damn, I had I have two therapists, you know. But then after a while, like I, I was open about it, and some of them were like looking at me like you, you know, like yeah, me. They're like, wow, you know, and it, it was it was hard. It was hard even coming out to people, and it still is kind of. I mean, I think it's open more now. Before it was hard. It was hard to even like bring up that conversation. If anyone talked about it, I would just kind of just blow them off. And- Did anybody like ever come to you like on the side like, hey, do you have any information like about therapy or like ever come to you? No, like, no, no one has. No. Well, what do you think it was that um, like finally clicked for you to be like, okay, well, yeah, I'll try it because you know a lot of people are hesitant to go and talk about feelings especially if they're painful or like you're ashamed of yourself or anything like that so it is really hard and scary to go to therapy um because you have to be so vulnerable and it's scary to be seen in that way so what do you think it was that you know really um when you told yourself that you should go I would want to say it was first of all it was my kids. You know, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Uh, I don't want to die and and have my kids not have a father. You know, due to my drinking. You know, and then most of all, first well, then I would say my health. So I don't know which one. I think they go next. I kind of go hand in hand. Maybe I think it was more so my health. Like I went and got checked because I felt like my liver was like had enough of it. So I went and got checked. And even that, like, I don't even know too many people that go go yearly that that does a, a checkup, you know. And I go, I go every November, which I gotta go. I missed this last November, but I definitely gotta get. I, that's due to work, but I definitely gotta get myself in there to get checked. I go every year. I've been doing it for the last four or five years. I go every November, the ending of the year, to get a physical. And um, yeah, I was just all like, whoa, like. 
I something's wrong with me. I mean, luckily there was nothing there. Uh, thank God. So I kind of just really cut back on uh, the drinking a lot, especially the Hennessy. Uh, but uh, cool. yeah, you know, and I just kind of just like just like I want to say my health. Yeah, my health. Well, what do you think actually helped from the therapy? Like, because I know you said, like, oh, once I went to therapy and I slowed down and everything. So, like, what did you get from it? Um, well, I had done there. I had, when I was incarcerated, I, I, I did a program. It was with my anger issue, which turned into that conjugal behavior thing that I had a book and I was doing. And it was just, like, different chapters with different, you know, just different subjects you know so um it was like i i knew about it already kind of had some knowledge to some i have some knowledge to it but then it was like um i just had to like what was the question again (laughs) what helped what helped yeah so what helped was um therapist actually you know it was i had a guy and a girl a guy he he was you going, reached out to them on your own? Um, yeah. They well, they called me. They were referred to me through my through my physical therapy. So after mm. you guys shop, you know, you do your physical therapy. Now these therapists calls you, and they just kept on calling, you know. And I would kept on just. Oh, that's good them. that they have that as a resource. I yeah. didn't know they did that. Yeah, and then with doing to COVID, I was never seeing them in person, so I've never even seen them. Though I only did uh, video uh, visits. Video visits. So. You know, I had to like stop, and that's another thing. Like, I'm like, oh man, I I, I gotta drink now. I gotta, gotta stop because I have to do these video visits. You know, so it was like that was another thing. Like, so that kind of slowed me down. You know. So when you were incarcerated, and you said that you would have like these groups, these different group things that you would do. When you came out, um, you didn't like they weren't trying to like have you guys like like seek help like outside no um well yeah so um due to my due to my case i i I had to go to another therapy group uh it was like a 90 second and like it's like right off cottage it was uh uh, it was a group home and it was everybody that got incarcerated due to their background depending on what it was if it was anything violent you had to go do it so mine being uh, felon possession firearm, I had to do it, which was an anger, uh, an anger uh, program, which I already done when I was incarcerated. So I'm like, why am I doing it again if I already done it already? Yeah. But I had to do it. That was part of my pro. So I had to redo it all over again. Of course, I was hesitant, but then I kind of locked in, and I'm glad I locked in because it helped me control my anger a lot. Wait, so it was like a group thing? Yeah, what? so it was everybody that, that, that had just got out of jail within the last, I want to say, it was like, from the moment they get out of jail, so I think it's like 90 days. So it's like just a group of people, and there's guys and girls, so it's not just... It wasn't just males that we had females, you know, getting out of jail and um, they had to do it too. And which which kind of, cause I didn't actually, wasn't locked up with no females, but it, coming from them hearing their background, it was just like, whoa. Was, what did you feel like people were um, engaged or did no, they people, were there, most uh, of you? No, well, most of them were there just to get for the parole. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I was there too at first, but then I was all like, you know what, let me, let me see what it's worth, you know? And I got up there and talked a few times because I was a little bit more open about it. Uh, and I got a lot out of it. 
you know, and I can't sit here like, oh, I was so hard, I was tough. Like, no, like I was, I was actually uh, engaging with the conversations and I was hoping I could I mean, just touch somebody and somebody take my story and hear from me and run with it, but most likely not. But. So what made you feel like you didn't need it anymore? After you were already seen as a therapist. So after I seen it, I, I got rid of one therapist. Um, I completed his program. Uh, which I completed incarcerated. It was the same thing. It was a CBD book or CBT. CBD. Yeah. So I done it like back in front of already like two times, and then he tried to make me do it again. I'm like, man, I just did it. So I he split it up in in different um, modules. Yeah. So it was like okay, anger, and then it was like. Does uh, it sound familiar? Man? It, it was, no, I don't do CBT. It, <laughs> it was uh. uh it was just certain it was just certain like who just pick certain things out drugs you know anger uh, it, was, it was just different things he he chose that he felt like that I needed so I just did it sent it to me through via email and I would just go through it with him while we uh, do the uh, Skype or the video chat I completed his program and then I was still had six it was 16 it's a 16 week program with each of them he cut it down to eight and then I had a 16 with the with the other one which is um, I forget her name but I know she ain't gonna hear this but thank you that girl helped me out <laughs> so much like she helped me out with all my medical everything with my medical she helped me out she helped me look for a house she just she had so many resources and I was able to talk to her and like she's the one that really kind of like saved me in some sort of way if I would like to say you know, and she didn't have to go through that. She would, she didn't have to do any of that, but she she she, she chose to do it, and she helped me out. And I, I forget her name. I, <laughs> I just want to thank her, and she she really did. She really did help me out in so many ways that I could just never imagine. And that's why, like, I feel like now I have a voice to speak about it and maybe help someone else about mm -hmm. uh, their story or their situation they may have gone or went through. So just, what what do you think is like? I know we had like other other um, men on a podcast before, and they said like their reasons as to why they felt like like men are not being heard. And what do you think is your your insight on on why like men tend to block in like so much? Even even so, like there's all these resources out now, right? Like groups and stuff like why do you think it's still hard for men to come out and talk about their feelings and and talk about things and and let alone like be open to therapy because you want to be tough you want to be hard you don't want to be looked as a sign of weakness um that's for me i don't know i mean that i think i should say me that's what, would what you i would say is like looking at you as i would say everybody you know my friends uh other people, you know, that view me as this type of person, like, oh, this dude don't have no feelings, or this dude, uh, we know him, he will never have to go through that. You know, friends, uh, people I don't know, people hurting me, people like that, you know, even family members, you know, they just. I know, it's crazy, like, when you surround yourself with certain people who are, like, aren't or who, like who have the same way of thinking and if they're not open to that it's like then you're gonna be the weirdo or whoever who's like okay well no something is wrong with bothering me and i want to talk about it it's mm -hmm. like and then 
sometimes you got to find people who are going to sit there and listen to you and understand you and who aren't going to judge you because you have feelings like (laughs) everybody has feelings and we all need to express it and we can't just hang out with the same people who aren't gonna be there for us and listen yeah so that's why um i chose to come on you know i feel like some of my friends maybe they don't they're i don't have that connection with them and maybe they can hear it but like oh man you know someone might not even know and they hear it be like hey nick i didn't know you were going through that how did you get through it you know you know so not only that but they might be feeling the same way and yeah i'm pretty sure they do um i can't sit here and say like i didn't uh, maybe, it's like maybe one or two it's like some one person gotta at least step up step and do up. it because then if nobody does you guys are all just gonna be stuck like oh no like we all gotta this is how it is it's how we it can't is. talk exactly about anything it's so like I've, maybe if somebody does talk about it then you're like oh well maybe it is okay if i say something so, yeah, so that's why another reason why I came out here, you know, me being <clears throat> the age I am now, uh, and the people that looked up to me, obviously they're younger, maybe some are older, and they were like, oh, okay, I feel like I could be the, the voice for them to, to come out and talk and, and want to come on here and express their, their feelings or their thoughts or their situations that they've gone through and to maybe <clears throat> open up. And then, you know, hopefully they will they would uh, enjoy this podcast, listening to it, and take something out of it, even if it's just one little piece. Because I feel like everyone has a voice, everyone has a story, especially with um, coming from where we're from, from Southeast Side. I feel like everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why not let that story be heard and just talk about it, get it off your chest. Um, I feel like everybody feels the same way that they're just going to be judged by like their friends but it's like if these people are really your friends then they're not going to sit there and understand you or maybe it's hard for them to understand because you know maybe they're just like stuck in their own routine or their own way of living that you know they're just kind of like um, I don't want to say blind but they're not open ascent to looking at anything else Mm -hmm. or at least trying to understand and you know you know a lot of people like a lot of people and not to be like intense but (laughs) i know you said there was a lot of anger and stuff but usually there's a lot of different emotions underneath that so do you think what like CBT or anything like that did you feel like it went deep enough to know what was kind of hidden underneath yeah so I with the CBT book, CBT book I, I've learned about the anger and the triggers and it was like a pyramid I believe or something I can't remember too much but it, it just it broke it down <clears throat> so it was like people places and things I learned you know so I would just learn to stay away from those things and people and and not to just to control my anger and I know my triggers so I will stay away from that or I won't let it get to me or I learn how to take a walk <clears throat> um, read a book try to do those things just to clear my mind and not act out and do something I regret later on in the road so my anger was worse my, my anger was 11, 12, I was in charge, like my, my anger was real bad, and it helped me out so much, and 
some people may see it, some people may not see it. I mean, I, I see the change in me, you know, uh, by by getting that help. You know, and I didn't think that, and at first I didn't think I need I had any help. I mean, I didn't need any help. I didn't think I had any issues. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, it, it was all built up just from <clears throat> past trauma, um, just going, just being in jail, you know, just, you know, stuck in a cell, you know, just like, damn. No, it's my fault, and I want to blame everybody else, but it's literally my fault. I point the finger at so many people. I blame my mom, I blame my dad, I blame the guys. Nope, nope, it was your fault. It was my fault. So when learned to take accountability for my own actions, I was blaming everybody else. No, it was my fault. I don't give a care what so-and-so told on you. It's still your fault. You're still out there doing those things, then, you know? So I learned to take accountability for my actions, too, you know? And um, that was another thing, accountability. It's not something that we don't talk about or we don't, we do, we do not do at all whatsoever. Put, blame, put the blame game on everyone else, you know? You just got to learn, you know, to... <clears throat> You gotta learn to take, you know, responsibility for your own actions. Quit blaming everyone else, you know, because at the end of the day, you made those choices. But, um, yeah, and I think uh, depression, I think that was another thing that I, I had, too, um, with, uh, with being shot, you know. I just felt like I couldn't work, couldn't do anything. I, I needed people to open up a can of pop because my right hand was my dominant hand. And I, and I struggle now with it. Erica sees like my arm just it's not it's not like it will never be the same you know and I at times I'll be working or I'll be driving my arm will fall asleep um and, and that's it's painful and stressful at times you know I just it hurts and I gotta take pills just to for for just to take the pain away you know it's no crazy pills you know it ain't no Vicodin or anything like that gadapenin I mean people might be familiar with it you know and it just and it helps it treats nerve pain yeah it's, yeah it treats, <laughs> it treats neuropathy yeah, that's what it treats you know and I have to take it from time to time especially with my line of work <clears throat> I just I don't I, I lift everything so I have to take it you know so well I know you said like you know we all kind of had to take accountability for our choices and stuff but you know what me and erica were talking about like when we first started this was like where we grew up and how that definitely plays a factor into our decisions and you know how we grow up and how we get into things that sometimes aren't the best ideas and so how do you think growing up over here kind of played a part in that it played a big it played a big part in it um you know we grew up in a small area but a big area at the same time um, even though we grew up in the southeast section of chicago there's still like so many like we're gonna call them micro neighborhoods little neighborhoods <laughs> yeah, little I neighborhoods wish. that are sectioned off yeah and it's like even though everybody grew up in the same area everybody it just all felt like different neighborhoods yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I was sectioned off real bad. I was, I'm all, I'm Salvadorian, so you get over the bridge. So it, it was, it was tough. It was hard. Uh, nobody showed no emotions. You know, people would die, won't even cry at funerals. You know, what was that? You know, you're showing emotion. That's a sign of weakness. And because it's so small over there, like everybody is so close over there. Everyone's family. I can see everyone's family out there. There's, you know, um, I know everybody out there. Uh, born and raised you know but uh that's that's where it came from that that 
macho, I guess you could call it, hard, acting tough. That's where it came from. It's like, um, why are we so aggressive? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> it's just like, and, and it's just coming from where you're coming from, the background, the people that, that raised you. You know, it's, that's, it, it, I don't know, it's just installed in us, I guess. I don't know. It was taught. I don't know. It was just there. I felt like, it, I don't know, I felt like, you were born that way, maybe? I don't know. It, it's it's weird, you know. It's maybe it was something in our water. I don't know. <laughs> that too. Well, I don't know. Some, one generation got to break the cycle. And can't yeah. Do. Yeah, this can't keep. You know, can't keep on happening. You know, and it's good. You know, it's good, especially feelings. You know, even if it's to a per, to a stranger or to your best friend or to your neighbor or to a coworker. You know. <coughs> It's good to, to get it out there, get it off your chest. Um, talk to whoever you have to talk to, you know, but uh, just be real with yourself and with them. Do you feel like, like I wouldn't say me, do you feel like you would want to do therapy again? Um, But not CBT this time. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> brings so <laughs> in depth. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I think I will need therapy as well as physical therapy too at the same time, especially for my hand right now. And I think where that's something that comes in play. I don't know if they come hand in hand, but I mean. I feel like therapy is good, like when you reach different stages of your life because you're constantly going through changes, right? So you said that you needed, you sought uh, therapy after you got shot, right? Right. And then you made this transition to where you started becoming better person and start handling yourself in a different way and taking what you learned before um during your classes that you have where did it, cbt class yeah. mm-hmm. when you did that and you started like using them putting them to use and it's like now you're at a more calmer place in your life but things are still changing and it's like, like I told Amanda before in another episode, I'm like, I don't need therapy. Remember I told you, I'm like, I stopped therapy. I don't need it. But it's like... And every, then I yelled at her. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like everybody needs therapy. Like, I'm not going to lie. My it's not one, for everybody. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not for everybody. Like, like That's mine... That's what we have to understand. Man. Mine was like once a week. And I felt like that was even more aggressive. So maybe I should have did like once a month, you know, just like a check-in or something, you know? I had two times a week. I had one beginning and one at the ending. So it was like it was like a Tuesday, like a Thursday, or like then it varied off like Monday and a Friday due to due to my work schedule after I started getting back to work. That's what I want to do twice a week. You know, and that was and that was rough. You know, to find time. You know what I mean? I think time yeah. is the biggest thing. I think that's why I haven't done it too. And money, because I I can't afford to go twice a week right now. Yeah, see, my mine was going through all through um through through my insurance. So um I really I came everything was free that I did. So I didn't come out of pocket with anything, but. That doesn't mean that I didn't get nothing out of it or I took it for granted just because it was free. You know, I mean, I, obviously I still pay for it with my insurance. <laughs> I pay for my insurance every... They take it out my check every day. I mean, every week, so... Nothing wasn't free. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like being on here is a, a step forward for myself and for, you know, and for other people, especially my friends, you know. Um, those that, that, that are seeking the help, that want the help, uh, that they could come on here and express themselves. Um, I not would, only that thank I, will, I would like to challenge them I would actually like to challenge them to, to come on here you know in a positive way and talk about 
um, everything that they went through, you know, and everything they learned, and, and if they're still coping with it, and how we can help them as a whole, as a community, you know, because it takes a village, you know, it don't it don't just take one person, it takes it takes it takes all of us. And I know you didn't mention like, you know, your whole like life story, but you've been through a lot, and. That's for another podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's not for this. Uh, we're gonna have to do part two. <laughs> yeah, this has been some, <laughs> you know, awareness month. That's where we're at. But I'm not gonna get in depth with that. Yeah, but I, I wanted. I ain't gonna lie. I wanted. I wanted to start off like how, like, but I'm like. I know the kids got baseball right now, so I'll be here. We'll be here all day. We have to split it in half. Okay, man. how about you give them a little <laughs> insight because you started off from when you got shot. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it, it, it still not as obviously as a kid, you know, mom and dad, dad leaves, typical. You know, it happens. You know, everybody wants a mommy and poppy. You know, and it's not like that. You know, they split up. They go about their ways. Um, and I don't think people would talk about like how hard that is because like you know where we're from like that happens a lot we're broken families and and then they're like oh well everybody's parents are divorced now or not together it's It's like what's the big deal yeah and it's like you know it it affects everybody in different ways and it's like we're just like not talking about it or making it seem less than what it is yeah so I mean it's one thing for the parents to be separated and then there's one thing to have an absent parent where you don't have two and then it kind of feels like you have two absent parents because you have one parent that's taking care of everything and you hardly see and then then you have abandonment issues (laughs) (laughs) and why you push people away (laughs) when you're older (laughs) I don't need nobody I'm independent I got this But yeah, well, it's still, I mean, obviously, you know, mom and dad, dad leaves, mom raises me, she did the best she can, thanks mom, but I, I chose the route, the path that I chose, uh, and it led to me uh, being incarcerated multiple times, first time it was in 09, caught a fake case, you know, and then went back to jail again, was out seven days, go back to jail again. No wait, yeah. let's let's stop there because like how how does jail going in and out or it's, just being in there like really affect you? I, I mean, it it, it 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 didn't affect me at all. I didn't care, you know. It affected my kids, you know what I mean. It, it's who affected it affected them. I, I, I you really there. feel like jail didn't affect you? I mean, in some ways, yeah. You know, being. I mean, at first it did, but after a while, it was like you're used to, you know, you're used to people telling you when to wake up, when to sleep, when to eat, when to talk on the phone, when to see your loved ones. I got used to it, like, okay, here comes and Friday, about, you know. How about now, though? Like, do you do you feel like you have kind of have, like, some form of, like, PTSD from it? Like, no, do you I have triggers from, like, I mean, oh, I man. think the only thing I, I got out of it was, like, I think my OCD, like, being so clean and neat, being a neat freak, I mean, I think that's what I still have in store than me but like I ain't been to jail in like six seven years you know and I'm not going back that's you can't there's no way I'll be going back to jail you know I, I, I hate someone telling me what to do when I wake up when I, why can't I eat or to have a, 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 a cup of ice you know go in the refrigerator you know like, it's the little things you know they almost gotta watch you using a washroom you know putting up a curtain you know it's it's, uh, I mean, but all it, of that it, sounds like I mean, big changes and adjustments. Yeah. So it's like how yeah, because I've, I've been out for a while, you know, and I've learned when my last time in jail that 
I was like, this is it for me. Like, and I was even reluctant to a program that I was being issued to me. I was pushing it away. I, I was constantly getting these, um, what were they called? Um, He's thinking, guys. It is, what is it called? <laughs> it was, so I kept on doing stuff that I wasn't supposed to be doing, and you, and you were handing out these LEDs, a learning experience. So everything was a learning experience. So I was doing things, and it was, it was like, you <coughs> had to come up here in like, front of a group, and it was like 70 men, like, and, and what did you learn? What did you do? And what did you learn? What are you going to do to stop doing it, you know? And it was like, okay, and if you continue to carry guns, this is what's going to happen. You're going to go to jail, and you're going to keep on getting more time and more time. You know, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to carry more guns, you know. If you continue to sell drugs, Nick, you know, your time's going to keep on going higher and higher, you know, no matter the amount of it, you know. So it was like, everything was a learning experience for me inside there, you know. If I kept on talking when I wasn't supposed to talk, you get a learning experience, you know, and it's like, and I hated going in front of a group of people and telling them what I did and how I'm gonna, you know, and it was a piece of paper, you know, you had to read off of, and it was just like. Was it hard for you to express yourself in front of people that you didn't know? Hell yeah, I, I, I was, I did, I denied that whole program. I denied it for like, for like four months, and then I, I gave in. I'm like, you know what, you guys win. I give up. I'm like. It sounds like. <laughs> Like what somebody would do to like their kid, like oh now stand up there and say what you did wrong. Yeah. And they and what and happens? They learn from it, right? Yeah. Right. You tell you kid keeps on going in trouble. You're gonna punish them. Stand in that corner. After a while, they be like, you know what? I'm tired of sitting in this corner. I'm a, I'm a listen. You know what? I give up. Not mine. You know. <laughs> I, man, I don't know. But. but then like it's like sometimes you gotta go a step further and like really question why they did these things or you know what led to it instead of just saying oh just stand there while you keep getting in trouble and think yeah. about what you did like it seems like you're just putting a band-aid over it or like trying to just get them to stop without trying to understand why they did it in the first place well no they were telling us like okay if if i kept on if i kept on bringing to my thing was i was bringing first thing in the morning i would bring up a burrito i'm not supposed to bring i'm not supposed to be eating in front of everybody you know I'm eating a big breakfast burrito that I just made at 7.30 in the morning when I woke up, you know, and I'm sitting there eating, and they're like, why are you eating? And I'm like, because I'm hungry. And you're not supposed to eat, you know what I mean? There's rules you have to follow here, you know? At least they start to run, right? I had like five of them one time, because I was talking, I was eating, I had coffee, like, you're not supposed to do these things, you know, after a while, I gave up, and I'm like, you know what, they're right, I'm not, these are rules you have to follow. And I started following them. Then I became on their committee, on their board, and I was part. I was like so heavy involved, you know. Like it was crazy. And it was like people would thought, like, damn, Nick, like you really, like we never thought that because I was so I denied that program to the fullest, but it helped me out in so many ways. To this day, it helps me out, you know. So um, they helped me out a lot, and they will call me out out of my cell to help other people that I knew, like in other wings. Like, make you please talk to him. It's kind of like how resources are there, but nobody uses them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... Like how they are now. Yeah. And, you know, and I mean, they, they helped me out a lot. You know, they helped me out a lot. So, yeah, so that's what I, that's a little backstory, you know, just kind of going in and out of jail. And I finally got tired of it. And here I am now. Uh, I'm a, I like to say I'm a fully changed man, but I like to say I'm a changed man. Uh, I mean, we could go into more deep later on. I just feel like you had, like almost everything like pushed against you 
Yeah, I mean, the odds were definitely stacked against me. You know, yeah, I, that's people, people, would, people would think like, oh, man, I wasn't going to see 21. Yeah, I did see 21, but I seen 21 in jail. I didn't make past 25. Yeah, I seen 25 hours in jail. 30, I was still in jail. You know, but between 21 and 30, I was in and out of jail, in and out of jail, probation, parole. And, um, you know, 30, when I got out, 31, that was it for me. Um, never went back. Oh, violation was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so other than that, uh, I, after that, I've been clean. Um, and uh, a big part of that has to do for my kids. I'm just tired of seeing them like that, hurting them. And that's why I never went back. Mm. Well, you changed your life around for the better. Yeah, for sure. I would like to think so. Some people will say no. Some people will disagree. We could sit here and agree and disagree. But I think I, I think I've came. I think I came a long way actually. I think especially just coming on here and talking about it. I think I've come a long way. At first I was like, no, oh, no, I'm not doing this, you know. Then I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I was back and forth. Even today I was like, kind of nervous about it. But I'm like, what do I got to lose? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how old your kids are, but do you feel like you're open to talking to them about like? You know, well, oh, so you yeah, so there's another thing. So, when I the program I did, um, I did a um, this father program, and um, I had both my kids with me in the visiting room, and we would talk about everything. So, they 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 know they went through everything with me. I will come out one day, we would do it once a month. That class was actually pretty nice of them to do. Like, it was a pretty good idea to involve, like, hey, we're just not going to talk to you. We're going to talk to your kids and bring them Oh, yeah. And they brought the kids in there, too. Um, and then the mother of my kids, her daughter, was she she decided to come out there, too, and talk about her experience, you know. And I had to go sit there and apologize to them. And, they, and they, how I'm coming at you guys now, how I came at them, you know, just my background, how I, how I grew up. Yeah, so I, I, I've done this before, you know. I done it before, but no one knew. No one took. No one. No one see besides the people I was locked up with. You know. Mm-hmm. And when I got out, I never talked about it. You know, I was just happy to be out, get back to life. But yeah, I did a father program. I think it was uh, Inside Out Dads or something like that. It was called. Uh, and they will come and uh, they would take me out, and I, I was getting five visits a month instead of four. So seeing my kids and reenacted them. You know, that that was a that was a big step forward, you know, and a lot of people didn't want to do it, you know, or they were not in tune with their kids, you know, or they haven't seen their kids. Luckily for me, you know, the mother was still there and she she I was, feel like that helps them out a lot though. Yeah, like, and there's probably some things that there's probably still never talked about with them. But I think for the most part everything was brought all brought to hope because that was the last time I was incarcerated, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, know, I think so. like we got to put our, ourselves like in their shoes and like be like, okay, well, if, if it was the other way around and like my dad went away, like, don't I deserve an explanation or like give me something to like tell me why you were gone or not yeah. here? And yeah, I think that's important. I feel like most men probably feel like, oh, well, this is happening to me. I'm the one that's in here, you know, like. Like, of course, they say, oh, I miss my kids. Like, I'm away from my kids. But I think, like, it's a deeper, it's a deeper, um, I don't even know the word. Like, has a deeper effect on the Yeah, a deeper effect on them than what they think it does. Yeah, you know, some maybe they're thinking, like, oh, well, they're free. They're out. Like, I'm the one doing this time or whatever. And it's like, it's hard to and then we and then sometimes we're like oh you know they're just kids like what do they know what what are they going to understand what they do a lot and they have Mm -hmm. a lot of say more than we think i'll tell you that much you know they might just because they're smart they're at this age 
No, they 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 oh, know and they, they pay see. attention. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So I mean, and it's uh, yeah, and we just gotta take accountability for our actions. I think as fathers, especially going through those things, uh, in our jails, you know, um, you know, having problems with drinking and drugs, you know, we gotta take some kind of accountability for our actions and get that help. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's always there's help out there for all of us. You know, I mean. Always a higher power, you know, but I can deep into that too. But yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it, it was good talking about it. Um, I have a lot more to talk about. Maybe get somebody else. Maybe I get another friend on here and, you know, and get more deeper into this. Uh, but you know, I know uh, it's about that time. Uh, Layla. Well, we're gonna have to bring I want to say Layla got a game because Scotty ain't going. <laughs> she lives We're going to have block. to bring you on here again because I feel like we should go like... And we can get deeper into this and we can get out more. It. If you guys have any questions for for them, for Shy City Speak, let them know. Um, we, we more glad oh, yeah, in case so. you guys forgot, we're Amanda and Erica. <laughs> yeah, man. It's been Erica. a while. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully they keep this going. Uh, I'll try to push Erica a little bit more onto this. Uh continue to do it and she's happy about it she's been talking about it for the last day or two she's so so excited and I was texting Amanda (laughs) I was like you better not back out (laughs) but uh, I'm glad we came out I'm glad you guys are doing this and keep up the good work guys Uh, uh, hopefully this touches somebody somebody to talk to Uh, you guys heard Amanda uh, hit her up you guys need info hit up me or Erica uh I get it to you guys, um, but yeah, man, I would like to challenge one of my friends, you know, to come on here and talk about their, you know, their their mental health, you know, whatever it is they want to talk about. Uh, mental health challenge. Yeah, there you go, mental health challenge. There you go, man. You see, what's up, man? Challenge, you know, uh, whoever, you know, whoever it is, man. Please uh, come on. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me. Sorry, guys, we have obnoxious kids in the back that. <laughs> you know don't want to listen but thank you guys for listening um stay tuned you know you guys can flood manda's inbox and text her all the time like manda don't forget to uh go to your shy speaks appointment (laughs) come back to the studio dining room (laughs) all right well thank you guys thank you guys have a good day